Welcome to Changing the Channel with Joe Garner, a show about shifting our individual and collective beliefs on what is possible for the future of humanity. As our understanding of how our reality continues to shift, we are at a point of reunification between science and spirituality. What does the world look like when we break free from the generational trauma that has kept most humans playing small for thousands of years and step into our full power as the co-creators of this reality? I always ask that you keep an open mind with this podcast. Ask yourself what resonates with my truth at this time and what does not. Respect your intuition, but see if you can get through the whole show because there might be that little nugget buried deep in the conversation that unlocks something for you. Welcome back to Changing the Channel. I am joined today by Sandra Cousy. She is an expert trauma healer certified in TIR facilitating. She's an intuitive mentor and coach, a Reiki master, and a published author. Welcome back to the show, Sandra. Thank you so much for having me again, Joe. You're very welcome. And I say welcome back because we actually tried recording this, uh, I want to say two weeks ago. And we kind of, we were met with a little bit of friction. Both Sandra and I could tell there was a little bit of friction when she was telling her backstory, uh, where she came from. And if you've been listening to the show, that's typically how I start the show. So um, after kind of having that conversation and saying, hey, you know, what do you want to do? We were like, let's record this, but let's start with why she had such a friction with that backstory. So do you want to share with us, Sandra, kind of a little bit of insight that you've gotten over the last couple of weeks? Sure. Well, for the past five years, I've been on many podcasts and I've always shared my story of trauma and transformation to bring people hope that trauma healing is possible. And I never had an issue. It was always flowing and I knew exactly what to say. And then when we started recording last time, I was stumbling over my words. I had to stop and rethink what actually happened, what I wanted to say. and. That has never happened before. So after the show, I was about to sit down and was wondering why on earth did it just happen? Because that's not me. I know my story. I own my story. And yet I couldn't bring the words out. And I began to realize that my trauma is no longer a part of me. What I noticed is that I basically shift into a different reality where trauma is not present. And I felt it so fascinating because all of a sudden trauma doesn't exist anymore for me, whether it's my trauma or global trauma. I'm completely shifting to a different reality and trauma is not in, in this one. Yeah, that is a fascinating concept. And I think that's kind of, it goes along a very similar line to the the theme of this podcast, changing the channel. Again, you've shifted to a new channel, a new reality. And in that new reality, now the trauma doesn't, it doesn't seem as real at least, right? Right. So how, how has that kind of changed who you are being? Uh, and I know, it, you know, it's only been a couple of weeks now, but like, has that shifted your perspective on other things besides just the trauma? Well, I would say yes, because it has helped me shift into my next level of being. Because mm -hmm. we're all going through our own personal evolution. And I step into the next part of it. Beautiful. So 
I think that kind of brings us to where we are in humanity, right? It's, it's, we are at this precipice. We're at this um, kind of evolutionary process of going from the old world, that old separation consciousness world, the, the competitive world to a, a more cooperative, a more harmonious world. And we're in this weird time period. Again, for you, it took two weeks for the collective we don't really know how long that's going to take. And we don't know what's going to trigger these traumas to come up that need to be addressed and, you know, how that process works. So let's kind of get into that. Where are we from your perspective on this, this evolutionary shift in consciousness on the planet? Well, I think we're in a very exciting and fascinating part of it because we are starting to get back to who we are as souls, as humans, we're getting back to them. We're getting back to our divine feminine, to our divine masculine. And this is so amazing because we're starting back to our true selves. I mean, for the past few millennia, we have been guided through trauma into a specific direction of slavery, of coercion, of doing what you're told. And now with all of this coming to the surface, we're saying, wait a minute, why? Why can't I decide for myself? Why do I have to be told what to do? I guess I'm a little different because I never liked being told what to do. That was always boycotting that. So I can just way out my own business and not work for someone else. But yeah, we are really rediscovering who we are as humanity and as individual souls. We're here for soul mission to help the planet shift back into the high vibration state it's supposed to be in. And we can... No, go ahead. Yeah. I said we can only do that if we take care of our own shit. Sorry for that, but trauma is, yeah, shitty. So if we release our old trauma... Our vibration rises automatically because we're releasing what is holding us back. And trauma, triggers, ancestral generational trauma, all of that is holding us back from rising into our new consciousness. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, definitely agree with you on that one. The trauma, uh, until it's dealt with, keeps you in that low vibration. It keeps you in that, that mm -hmm. idea that you're a victim, that you're... Uh, not enough to be the person that you know deep down inside that you're here to be. And it keeps wow. you playing that small game, that little game. And yeah, when you deal with the trauma, when you allow it, when you, uh, again, not just tuck it down, dealing with the trauma isn't putting it into a, a little box and stuffing that box deep down inside of you. That's the opposite of do dealing with the trauma. So it's really getting into it. It's feeling those emotions again. It's feeling the triggers and then understanding where are those triggers coming from? Why am I being triggered in this moment to, to have that? And I think you help, you've been helping people for the last five years deal with that. And, yes. um, and now you're, you know, you're onto this new, this new pathway, not to say that, uh, I still, you're still working with people on their trauma as well, but you have a new system in place for the next part of this evolution in humanity. Yes. Beautiful. Um, from your perspective, is there any 
Is there any causes? Is there any reason that we're going through this shift in consciousness? I'm curious to, to see if, if maybe you have any insight on that. Well, I think it's more like everything else that is transpiring, that we're all seeing that the old is falling away. That's why it all gets so crazy and they're really trying so hard to keep us down. But there are too many who are awake. And so we're automatically rising. We're a healing. We're more aware of energy. We're more aware of high vibration. We're more aware of what's around us. We're more aware of the planet. You know, all of this is playing together. We're by being pushed into a corner. We are realizing who we truly are, the power we possess, and how we can bring change in the most loving and empowering way possible. I want to take a minute from the show to share how you can support changing the channel. This show is my passion project. And if you feel called to support, the best place to start is by subscribing and sharing the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Next would be to check out my website in the show notes where you can become a VIP of the show and get exclusive content not available anywhere else. Finally, you can engage with the Q&A and polls to have direct say in the direction of the show. I am forever thankful for your support. And now, back to the show. So from your perspective, how, how does change come about from a loving perspective? Because, you know, just looking back, especially over the last decade, maybe two decades, the the change, you know, help, trying to save the planet, trying to, um, you know, expose the all the the negative things that have been happening in society. It's been done almost forcefully, almost like, you know, a, from a place of anger, it feels like uh, oftentimes mm -hmm. that a lot of people that are getting into this, this shift and understand that the old systems need to go away. Um, and I believe it's Jonathan Haidt who talks about this, where there was a um, uh, these these revolutions that happened in 2011, 2012, the Arab Spring, um, that that they were they knew they needed to take the old system down, but there was no there was no new system that was ready to be put in place. So that 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 doesn't seem to work. You can't just tear everything down without any plan to to put back in place that's that creates more chaos instead of less chaos so right. as we start to make these shifts you know what does it look like to for your perspective how do we make them in a loving caring manner well what i see a lot is going back to basics being there for one another ordering helping each other out being kind raising our children in a different way there's more and more people who start to homeschool simply because they realize that the values that our children should have are not taught. And so this is a step in the right direction. I'm not saying we should all take our kids out of school. No, we should change the school system, right? So that they actually are there for our children, teach them what they need to know. Then taking care of the planets. There are so many things that are like the garbage being placed everywhere and then oil spills and all of that and really have more respect for nature because nature nurtures us and so we have to take care of nature so that nature can continue doing that 
things like that. And we're starting to become aware of this. And we're changing, we're adjusting. For me, I went back to learning how to do canning and bottling and food prepping. And I enjoy it simply because I'm taking care of my family. Make sure to have food on the table. If push comes to shove. Right. And so it's little things that we do. And, but at the core is always figuring out who you are at a human being and on soul level. And this always starts with releasing as much trauma as you can, because that is what keeps you stuck in the negative. So is that kind of the first step? Basically, it's it's to work on the trauma. It's not to see a problem in the world, in the external world, and then go out and try to fix it or fight it or, you know, whatever you think is the right way to do it. It's do the work on yourself first. And then from that, that level, from that soul level, uh, again, if you're operating in the physical world with, from the soul level, you're going to bring more energy into the world, right? I mean, that, that it's, it, that's how it works from, from the higher dimensions, bringing that into the, the 3d world, you start to operate from a much higher level, higher energetic level. You start to have a much larger influence on other people. So instead of feeling like you have to go out and get followers and find people that are going to help support you, it's like you being that person already attracts people to your cause, to your, um, to the thing that you're here to, whether it's fix or help or create. Um, again, I think I think there's a lot of people that are here um, to help fix problems that exist in the world. There's also a lot of people here to create new systems that are going to supplant the old systems, right? So mm -hmm. that that can also be, and it, it does that looks like building businesses. That looks like building structures. That looks like building systems. And sometimes I feel like people get too caught up. They, they're just throwing the baby out with the bathwater, right? They're like, all right. business is evil. We can't have business. We have to do something different than, than you know, uh, some type of economic structure. Just throw the whole thing out the window. And it's like, I, I don't know if that's the right answer. I think we, we're going to need an economic system and it needs to probably be a lot more decentralized than it is right now. There can't be a group of people that can dictate how much a currency is worth. Like that has to be set by the market forces. It can't be we just print money and and then lend it out and you can lend out 90% of the money that you're supposed to have in the bank and it continue to, to create these massive cycles of boom and bust and boom and bust. And it's, uh, you know, they're doing their best. I can, I honestly believe that the people at the top are doing their best to not create as much suffering as possible, but they're, they're operating a system that is fundamentally flawed and they're doing a great job of operating it, but they're trying, you know, they're, they're playing a game that ends in a, in a very bad way. No, no matter how we kind of come out, it's either you, uh, inflate all the currency and, you know, everyone at the bottom is affected or you deflate every, every asset and everyone at the top is affected. And they're trying to find this, this middle ground where it's not inflationary, not deflationary. So it's, um, you know, I, I think we should show some, some compassion for the people that are in those positions, but 
we should be building a system that is different, that is not the way that they have built this system. And for the most part, the people that are running these systems are not the ones who built the system either. Uh, these are systems, legacy systems from the 1920s and 30s and 40s. And there, there's brave people who think I can step in and I can do it better than they were doing it. And I think we're starting to find out that it's it's not possible. You can't take a rigged system and try to make it unrigged anymore. You have to kind of build a new system. Yeah, very true. And I really like how you're showing the different people and what they're doing, because really what we have lost in the past few thousand years is our own innate gifts. For me, I understand trauma. It just makes sense. I can talk to you in five minutes to tell you exactly what trigger you have right now, where it's coming from, because it just makes sense to me. But someone else is really an inventor and loves to create things that help humanity and the planet. Other people are ready to build new societies because that's their purpose in this life. So you really need to get back to society that is purpose-driven, which means we figure out what is my purpose? What am I good at? What, am I, what are my talents? Because we all have them. But if we don't nurture them, we don't know what they are. We're oppressed in this nine to five world, you know, go to work, bring money home, take care of your family. There is no time for us to really figure out who we are. And sometimes I kind of wonder if that's a purpose, but that's only my opinion. No, you know, but really understanding what your gift is, what your talent is at, you can do so much with that because first of all, it always brings you joy. I don't work a day in my life because what I do brings me so much joy. I love seeing people transform and heal and have aha moments and move into the next chapter right in front of my eyes. I love it. This is, this brings me so much happiness, but other people find happiness in building things. You see the result and then someone else cherishes that. And so we have to get back to what we're good at and nurture that. And this, I think, will be a big part of the new society when we really focus on what we are good at and what we can bring to the world. And does that start with the education system from your perspective? I mean, or does it start with the, the parents? I'd say it starts with the parents nurturing the, the mind of the child. Because children usually go to school, which is five and six, they also go to kindergarten, but that's only because parents are too busy working and bringing home money. So that system has to change. Work is important, yes, but it should be something that's helping everybody. Yeah, so you it should start with parents, most definitely, and then start encouraging the children to try out new things, you know, when, okay, you fall on your butt, so what do you get back up? You know, teaching them strength, compassion, love, resilience, but also seeing themselves as empowered beings. You can raise a child from trauma and you can raise a child from empowerment. It's your choice. And we need to start raising our children from empowerment so that they know they can do whatever they set their mind to and not being limited by our fear of them failing. Right. And that probably starts with the parents dealing with yes. their trauma first, right? I mean, that's... Yep, pretty much. The most important step. You're not going yes, to raise your child from empowerment by being stuck in a trauma. Exactly. You can't have both. Right. It's impossible. 
Now, you mentioned one thing that I find interesting, and you said that we all are still going to have to work, right? I mean, that that's it's going to happen. That's That's how it's going to work. Do you have any insight on how that kind of shifts? I mean, from my perspective, you know, you, you're probably going to have instead of 40 hours a week, you're going to have a far less um, amount of work that you're going to need on a weekly basis. I definitely think we're moving towards more, you know, continued decentralization. So instead of instead of going to work for a company, you are you have your ability, your unique ability, right? And you lend it out you sell it to people who have the structure systems and then it works you know it works a little bit better that way because then you can only be working on what what you're meant to be working on right and each one of us is only working on that one thing or you know it could be multiple things as well and it can also shift and change if if as you evolve as a person just like you're doing as you evolve as a person your work can now evolve and change and become what it needs to be as well so uh, interested in your perspective on what a what a more harmonious work situation or work life looks like well if we come to a point where we do not have to go to our nine to five jobs to make money. So once that starts to shift a little more into bartering or I don't know, maybe we can always reinvent the market is fit. It's balancing itself out, even though I don't have high hopes, <laughs> but then we find a new system, you know, where we can have time for ourselves because it has to be a balance. The more balanced, the more in flow, the more harmonious our personal life is, the more effect we are in business because if you're just grinding and grinding and grinding you at some point have a nervous breakdown and then you're not good to anybody let least of all yourself so we have to find balance and we used to have this balance and then just was getting everything was getting more expensive and now we're at this point again where we say well this doesn't work so we have to go back to balance and if we can at the same time focus on what we really love to do that brings us so much joy that raises our vibration. It doesn't wear us out. We're not exhausted. We're not tired because we're doing what we love. And we're standing in our purpose. We're standing in our power. And if everybody does that, this would be an incredible new society. Because say someone is really good at cooking and someone else hates it. Then, of course, the person who hates cooking doesn't want to do it. But the person who does love it maybe cooks for... I don't know, a whole bunch of people, but in return, we have someone who is a farmer and they bring the food to the cook, you know, like all working together and then homes need to be built and this and that. So, you know, I, so if we can get back to, we do what we are gifted to do, the whole society will change because we do everything from a place of law and empowerment. And that is global, but we have to release everything that's holding us back first. Right. Trauma, triggers, limiting beliefs, television behavior, ancestral generational trauma, and so on and so forth. All of that. And the old systems that are keeping us in those, uh, whether they were built for a positive aspect of humanity or they were built, like some people believe, to enslave us and, and keep us vibrating at a lower level. Um, 
until those systems either are replaced by a new system or fall away under their own weight, which it's certainly my belief that we should and are currently building these new systems. We're building the new yeah. systems to to supplant the older systems that are falling apart, that that are no longer working for the, the betterment of humanity. And as those systems start to fall apart, these new systems start to gain traction. And and you kind of see that. You see it in these yeah. revolutions that have happened. You know, the 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 internet revolution was supplanting an old system where, you know, basically information was kept to whoever was willing to pay enough for it. It was kept in the universities. It was kept in the, um, in the Vatican and in, in these, uh, old, 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 um, systems that have been in place for thousands of years. That's where all the information was kept. And you had to work for years to get to a point where you could gain access to that. And then the internet came along and now we have access to Almost, I'm not going to say we have access to all the information that's in, you know, underneath the Vatican quite yet, but I would say there's a large majority of this uh, esoteric knowledge that has been put out into the public. And again, it resonates with certain people. Some people, it's my belief that many of us who are on the planet right now have lived many lives in uh, on the earth and they've experienced, they were the ones who went through these esoteric uh, systems and gained the knowledge. They were the leaders of the Rosicrucianists. They were the leaders of the, um, you know, the, the groups that broke away from the church in the 16th, 15th and 16th centuries, like the leaders that were here uh, during the time of Jesus and of, of Abraham, you know, going all the way back. Uh, those souls, that soul essence has incarnated on the planet again. All the masters are back on this planet. And again, what what they know innately is that they need to get rid of their trauma and heal themselves and then become that that soul essence again and that is kind of where we're at in this in this uh interchange between the old and the new is that everyone's back they're they're remembering the older aspects of themselves they're putting back together the other parts of their third dimension and fourth dimension existence to to have this soul level remembering of who they truly are and that that's where we're at that you know all, all of us are kind of going through this and again we're all at different levels we're all at different um we're here to experience this shift in consciousness from different perspectives and uh have these lessons that we're here to learn so some people are here to learn again that that if you wait too long if you don't listen to your soul your heart then you're going to have a very difficult time as this shift in consciousness happens. But for those that are tuned into, you know, their heart has opened, their intuition is turned on, their uh, maybe psychic abilities or their access to higher dimensional realities has started to come on and they are leaning into that instead of ignoring it or saying, oh, that's just, you know, that's just uh, science fiction. You know, I I'm not, I'm not going to believe that. Then those are the ones who are here to experience it from, from the precipice from the leading edge from the avant-garde like that is where a lot of humans are at this point and each one of us has that ability we can all experience this shift from the avant-garde from exactly where we are as a soul meant to experience it but because we have free will because each human gets to decide if they want to listen to their soul or if they want to 
learn the lessons the hard way, we all get to kind of choose. And, you know, I, I think the more that we get information out about what's happening and where we're shifting and where we're moving towards, the, the better this outcome is. Because from my perspective, I mean, as soon as you understand what we're going through and, and feel that in your heart and feel that on the soul level, like there, there really is no decision to make. It's like, okay, you know, let's, let's figure out where I fit into this shift in consciousness and let's start doing it. And, you know, I know I've certainly kind of dove into that experience. And again, I'm very young on my journey as well. You know, my awakening process started uh, a little bit over two years ago, uh, coming into who, who I'm meant to be. But um, it does seem to be going faster and faster. The, the ones who are waking up in 2020, 2021 are, are experiencing all that that shifting that people that woke up in 2001 and 2008 and 2009 experienced over a much longer period of time. And it's, that's kind mm -hmm. of how it's designed because if they woke up like I did in 2001 and then they started, um, you know, espousing some of the, the ideas that I am espousing in 2003 and 2004, they would have, they would have been locked up. They would have been institutionalized. They would have been, you know, uh, probably, um, on the top of a very short list of people that, that should not be in public anymore. And it's interesting how that, that, um, you know, almost designed, it's designed that way to happen. Like this is, there is something that is guiding this shift in consciousness, right? Yes, most definitely. And it's so beautiful to watch. Yeah beautiful to watch to be a part of to see what what is truly happening so um so yeah you have a new system that um from what i understand you're unveiling in the next week or two uh so let's kind of get into that because again as we're as we're starting to shift as more and more people start to awaken to their purpose their their the higher aspects of themselves you know the it's needed. There needs to be a little bit of framework put around, okay, here's what we're experiencing. Here's what we're going through. So uh, share with us a little bit of, of what becoming limitless is. Okay. Well, yes, I'm really excited about my new program. Becoming limitless means that there's no limit to what you can achieve. You're limitless. But everything that limits you are your limiting beliefs which means you need to release whatever is holding you back from becoming the limitless human being, the limitless soul that you already are. And ever since I started working with my clients through trauma, I always said, I'm going to meet you where you're at and I grow with you. And I always did. So I took them where they are and then helped them to the next level. But now that things are wrapping up, the next level may not be enough. And so what I've created is a system where I have two starting points where you can jump in. You can jump in in the beginning, heal from trauma, where we really dig deep and release all the deep trauma that is there. It's specifically designed for people with intense trauma, intense trigger, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, PTSD. To really get to the big stuff and help them to start living instead of existing. Then the next step is reclaim your life. Meaning stop people breathing, setting healthy boundaries, 
starting to work on the question, who am I? So really releasing the triggers even more profoundly, less trauma healing, more trigger and transformation work. This is usually where most people are right now. They have already started the healing journey, so the most intense trauma for most is gone, but there's still so much left from ancestors and generational that's really stuck with us as limiting beliefs, as fears, as doubts, as self-sabotage. All of that needs to be released and that I do with my client in the second step. And the third step is become limitless. That is the part where we start to dive deep into spirituality. What is high vibrational energy? How can you release whatever you're still holding on to on an energetic level? How can you become the soul you were always meant to be? How can you tap into your purpose? How can you tap into what you're really meant to do? All of this, like basically that one big flow you start there and you automatically move into the next stage and then into the next until you're the empowered soul you're supposed to be. So basically I help you grow into your limitless being from the start. Wow. That sounds like a, an amazing, uh, next step for all of your clients and for anybody who's listening, who is at that point where again, you're dealing, you've dealt with the triggers, the traumas, you feel like you have this calling, but you know, maybe you don't know what that calling necessarily is, or you have an idea about it, but you know, where's the next step? Where does it come from? How do I be more of that, that, that being energy and stop doing all the, the doing things. So that's, um, I think that's going to be a beautiful program for everyone in your system. And, um, you know, if people are looking, if listeners are looking to, uh, join either one of the systems, start at the beginning or jump into becoming limitless. Uh, where can they find you? What, what's the best way to, to get a hold of you? Well, the best way to get a hold of me is through my website, riseaboveyourstory.com. You can also sign me on Facebook under Rise Above Your Story. You can hop onto YouTube and check out my YouTube channel, Sandra Cruz Unfiltered, where I also share little nuggets about trauma healing and everything involved. Or you can find me on LinkedIn under Sandra Cruz. Perfect. And I'll make sure I link those all in the show notes so you can easily access and get uh, in touch with Sandra Cruz. So I, uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. I've been trying to have some more conversations on, on like I said, the, the broad spectrum of what's happening on the planet. And I think this was a, a very enlightening one. And I hope that anybody who is listening gained a little bit more perspective on what is happening on the planet right now. So thank you so much for coming on. I'm very glad that we uh, rescheduled. We redid this over again. It felt so much more fluid and and. I definitely enjoyed every bit of it. As did I. Thank you so much, Joe. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to Changing the Channel with Joe Garner. If you enjoyed the show, please follow the podcast, hit the bell to know when a new show comes out, share with a friend, and rate us on whatever platform you're tuning in from. It helps get these messages out to more people to create the collective shift in reality we are here to experience. Make sure you interact with the Q&A and poll sections of the show so I can continue to provide content you enjoy. Finally, check out my website in the show notes to become a VIP of Changing the Channel and join the shift that is happening.